Hello and welcome to Plotris. This is Meg. This is Lane. And today we're reviewing Lord Holt Takes a Bride by Vivian Lauret. This was published in 2020 and is the first book in the Mating Habits of Scoundrels series. You may remember that we actually read, well, we didn't read these out of order, but we released them out of order. So we just recently released the third in the series. Um, the Wrong Marquis, which is the third in the series. And we will be releasing an episode on the second book as well at some point. Uh, so as usual, we'll start with the book jacket. Heiress Winifred Humphreys refuses to marry the odious man her parents have chosen. She'll marry for love or not at all. But how does a woman know a man truly loves her? Needing answers, she sets out to discover the marriage habits of London's aristocrats. Yet when her friends kidnap a lord for research, Wynne knows they've gone too far. Now she's facing a wickedly handsome scoundrel who wants revenge. Lord Asher Holt has the perfect plan to free himself of his father's debts. But when a trio of foolish debutantes abducts him, their scheme ruins everything. Fuming and tied to a chair, Holt overhears that one of them is an heiress. Perhaps he isn't above a little kidnapping either. Yet when the heiress runs away from her own wedding and straight into his waiting carriage, Holt finds himself on an adventure he'll never forget, falling in love with a woman worth more than any treasure. But will Wynne ever believe his heart only desires her and not her fortune? I couldn't decide which H's were um, <laughs> silent and which were pronounced. <laughs> You did a a great job. Uh, Said it with heiress and then didn't with heart. Sorry, guys. Oh, gosh. Well, also, as usual, we generated a random number, and then we wrote summaries based on that number. And for this episode, we generated a number of four. So we wrote forward summaries. My forward summary is wacky road trip shenanigans. And mine is a nunnery or piracy the choice is yours well those are the two choices they've made yes <laughs> and She's... i would like to point out that my new feature the ash alert <laughs> is blinking his name is uh asher apparently to be fair he does not go by ash he goes by holt but still, but still, I'm, I'm just pointing it out because I'm like just tickled that this is the new historical romance, like Brayden. It is. So, uh, gentlemen, Jackson's get fit workout in this case is prepare for piracy. I don't know. Like he's ripped, but he's sort of been a, a, a layabout intellectual, sort of. And he's like, he wants to become a pirate. Yeah. So, like, I don't really know where the body came from, but that's what he needs it for. Yeah, and I mean, he does do a lot of physical stuff in this book. Yeah, but, like, what does he do to prepare for that? I mean, that's a very good question. I don't know what he does, but... Okay. So, tropes. What is the biggest trope of this one, Meg? Well, as I pointed out in my forward summary, it's a road trip. This is a road trip romance, and I loved it. Yeah, so um, I'm just going to kind of jump around a little here, but this is the same book as The Devil and the Heiress. (laughs) Don't at me. 
They're it, like the same. There are a lot of similarities. I edited out so many descriptions of this book that I made in that episode because you, I couldn't tell them apart. I, in my brain, they were just one book. You read them back to back. Which I, I did. was a bad choice. It, but I think the fact that they're similar enough that even you agree that was a poor choice. It's a road trip romance where they have ulterior motives. It's a road trip romance, but the reason that they're on a road trip is because there was there was a kidnapping that one of the parties does not know is a kidnapping. Correct. It, this is true that this does happen in both books. And in neither book are they, like, running to Gretna Green. No. So I, I think that's pretty limiting. Pretty limiting. So, yeah, as Meg said, questionable kidnapping. Both of these characters have intense daddy issues. Yes. I would go so far as to say his are worse than hers, but hers are pretty terrible as well. So her parents are forcing her to marry this horrific guy who we will talk more about. Completely unsympathetic. Even when horrible stuff happens to her. And then her father attempts to intervene in her life by pulling a real shitty move. Yeah. And his father is, like, an alcoholic gambler who steals his money and, like, prevents him from achieving his dreams. And then it turns out probably hires hitmen on him yeah, as a manipulation tactic and throws his son under the bus at every term. They are horrible people. Yeah. I mean, basically, I would say her father, they both have issues, legitimate issues with their fathers. In her case, at least her father has her best interests at heart whereas he his father know what they are exactly his his father is legitimately like the worst he basically hates his son yes and is doing everything possible to thwart what his son wants to do yep so including potentially kill him it's ambiguous i mean i don't know if they wanted to to kill him but it was definitely like you know send the the, the mafia hitman after them, you know, break his kneecaps. Right. Kind of thing. So they're on the run on this road trip and they do have to pretend to be husband and wife, which was like really funny. <laughs> they, they take on fake identities in the course of their road trip, not yeah. from one another, but it's all pretty funny. It was, it was maybe, I don't want to say the best part of the book, but it was one of the best parts of the book. For sure. Uh, and in their initial meeting after she flees her wedding, which happens in like chapter two, not a spoiler, um, he mistakes her for a prostitute, mm-hmm. which one trope, but two, once you learn the twist in the last quarter of the book, makes no sense. Also true. Also true. And um, one of my favorite tropes is that a roll of quarters or a hayfork in your pocket, or are you just happy to see me? And this is a romance novel. I will give you three guesses about the answer to that question, and the first two don't count. <laughs> but it's there's a lot of callbacks to it. She's like, oh, not a hayfork after all. And one of the scenes, <laughs> and I laughed pretty hard. I thought it was pretty cute. They're, okay. I mean, Vivian Lauret does know how to make cute, really funny characters and scenes. Yes. So she does a really good job with that. 
I will just throw that out there. That said, I did have some problems with the content of the plot and the characterization. So as we mentioned, Winifred's fiance is horrific. She knows it. Her parents know it. And it's all underscored by this moment on her wedding day when a package intended for her husband's mistress from her future husband is mistakenly delivered to her. And not only is he rubbing the mistress in her face, but the letter insults her personally and says Mm -hmm. some pretty derogatory things. And her father, upon seeing it, says, these gems were bought with your money, so they should, you should wear this, and he should learn to be more discreet. Mm -hmm. And while that is very indicative of his character, I kind of wish she decided to leave him and run away from her wedding before that moment happened. Like, because I feel like the character knew what an odious idiot the fiance was and that that was how her parents would respond to it. So I kind of hate that, like, the thing that prompted her to say this is unacceptably gross was this one moment and not everything that had happened previously, which was equally gross. Yeah, I, I think I think the book jacket does fall down a little bit there. Because it says, so she refuses to marry the man. They sure doesn't she'll marry for love or not at all. Well, I mean, yes, but she was willing to marry someone for convenience as long as he wasn't like a total trash bag. Right. It's This so. is more about that guy being a trash bag in particular. Yeah. So this isn't like, a, oh, I'm just, I need to marry for love. I feel like the book jacket makes her sound like more of an airhead than she is. Right. She's totally fine with society arranging marriages this guy's just a dick yes yes he really is he's really really awful and so you may recall from the episode we've already released that the conceit of the series as a whole is that she and her girlfriends want to write a book about scandalous men and scoundrels and I wish she'd taken a more active part in that, though I understand why the setup here, she couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. I It would have been nice for her to take a more active role. I mean, really, it seems like Jane is the one who's doing most of the research. That is true. <laughs> um, Jane is also my favorite, I think, of the friend group so far. So far. So I'll just throw that out there. Uh, but the, the the beginning of the book, too... Again, the book jacket really focuses only on, like, the first three chapters of this book. Because, like, it's the prologue or the very first chapter where they kidnap Holt. Yeah. And it, it, I I know I should probably be upset that there's this kidnapping, but it was so funny. It's, I think it sets a really over-the-top tone for a series that I'm glad was established. I think... I could have rolled my eyes at it, but instead I was like, oh, so this is just going to be a lot of, like, really over-the-top hijinks. Yeah. Cool. So you're like, okay, so this, it, it, you're right. It is really helpful in setting the tone. I agree with you. So I think the first 80% of the book is the two of them in this carriage on the run. She gets into the carriage thinking her, the getaway driver her friends arranged for her will be in it. Instead, it's him. Yeah. He claims that he's 
picked her up because he lost something during the kidnapping and he yeah. wants to retrieve it. But so they agree to work together to get her out of Dodge. And in doing so, she says she'll work with him to retrieve what he lost. Yes. The first 80% of the book is them on the run. They're being hunted by random dudes. They don't know why. They're trying to hide her from her parents. There's kind of these underlying things. All of that was really fun, if a little over the top. The last 20%, the conflict sucks. Yeah. So you guys know that one of our favorite things is when the couple is on the same side. And as Lane says, for the first 80% of the book, the couple is on the same side. They have each other's best interests at heart. Mm, on the page. That Exactly. Because at 80%, there's something that changes and you realize that maybe they didn't. And it's a little upsetting. I, not upsetting, but it's a little disappointing, I think, for both of us. And so I think ultimately... We're going to need to do a spoiler tag after the rest of this to go into detail, but just know that it's not our favorite way to end a book. Yeah. I will say I do like how the plot point with his father works out. And the plot point with the pirates. Yes. Yes. I I feel like the very ending, once the conflict is resolved, like the last couple of pages really fun and funny and goes back to a good place yeah yeah if if that hadn't been there i probably would feel differently about this book but in general i would say i enjoyed it yep so did anything offend you about this text i mean i think the i think the biggest thing is how her weight is treated throughout the text and it's not Okay, we bring this up and we'll mention it in content warnings if the girl makes a passing reference to not having a fashionable figure in and of itself. We're just like, that doesn't need to happen. She is cripplingly insecure about it. Every time he pulls away from a kiss or makes a comment about needing to do the right thing and not seduce her, she immediately goes into an anxiety spiral about how it must be because she's not beautiful, especially because of her size. And then as an extension of that, he decides at certain points to literally feed her to like prove he's cool with her eating. And I, I'm, I'm, I could have done with that. All of that. Yeah. That actually was less upsetting to me than how her, the other people around her treated her weight specifically. Her mother her mother. Yeah. yeah. And so, I mean, basically her mother is, And I think it was more upsetting to me because I feel like this happens more often, like in the real world, this actually happens where, you know, your mother's like, oh, you need to lose weight. Oh, don't eat that. Oh, you need to do this. Oh, I got this dress. Oh, what size are you? And although there is a moment of redemption for her parents at the end, it doesn't make up for a lifetime of passive-aggressive comments about your weight or aggressive-aggressive comments about your weight. Yeah, it it was... I I also feel like the way the commentary was directed, like, you were supposed to think her mom was a bad person for commenting on her weight, but I sort of feel like the ultimate thesis ended up being some guys like a girl with a couple of handfuls, and I don't like it when that's the point either. No, I, I mean, that's... It's true. 
so even it's not like she learns that all bodies are good and it's not something she should worry about. Well, and it, she learns that like all that matters is he's sexually attracted to her, even though she's fat. And yeah. I don't, I didn't need that narrative. Well, and it, it really is a shame because I feel like their road trip, because of course, any road trip in any book where there's a road trip, whether it's a romance or not, all sorts of weird things happen. You know, they lose their carriage and they've got to walk for miles and miles and they've got to do this and she's got to climb things. She's got to do all this stuff. This is a perfect way to be like, wow, I've always thought of this body as, you know, something that was unfashionable. Exactly, aesthetic. Uh, When really it serves me because I can walk, I can run, I can do all these things that I've never had a chance to do before. There was a perfect, there was a perfect place in this book for that kind of discussion. Right. So. I mean, and fine if if he wants to be like, I am very attracted to you. But either way, I feel like in the end, her personal worth was still defined by her looks in a way. In a way, yeah. And I, I just, I always hate this narrative when it shows up, personal pet peeve, which is only exacerbated by the fact we already talked about her fiance is real mean to her and writes her insulting things. And mm-hmm. most of them have to do with her weight. Yeah. So how sexy was this book? Okay. Great. This book is very, very sexy. That there was a couple of um, moments of must sleep together for warmth trope. And then the next morning they're sort of disoriented and snuggling. And that happened in a gross hayloft. And I didn't love that as much because I was like, okay, it's smelly. You haven't showered. But by the time they actually have really great sex, they are in a hotel with amenities. And I really appreciated not just the um, sex scene itself, but also the mention of cleanliness. Yeah. Longtime listeners will know that matters to me. <laughs> yeah. The, the book is very sexy. I mean, road trips are really great for forced proximity. Like, let's be honest, they are. Uh, And most of the time, like in real life, you just hate the person that you're road tripping with. But in romance novels, it's very sexy, forced proximity, obviously. Well, obviously carriages. Right. Um, Roadside inns where you have to pretend to be husband and wife and therefore are like touching and exposed to each other in a way you never could be in normal society. Sexy. Having to barter away your clothing. Mm -hmm. Sexy. So there's just, there's layers there's just a lot of opportunity for sexiness in this kind of narrative. Yeah. Yeah. And oh. um, Vivian Lort capitalized on all of those opportunities. Uh-huh. So, I mean, kudos to her because it was very sexy. Yep. So, spoiler tag. Turn back lest you be spoiled. You have been warned, our <laughs> matey. So here's the deal. All along, he wasn't actually meeting her because he wanted to get back the money he lost. He was meeting her because he'd struck a deal with her dad. Right. To keep her from running away from the wedding. And then his dad would pay her the money she stole. So he's working for her dad the whole time they're on the run. Yep. He, of course, makes the decision that he's in love with her and he's going to tell her dad no. But, of course, at that minute, they get caught and compromised. Yep. But so they're forced to marry. Yep. 
against her will. They don't talk nope. for like the first months of their marriage. But don't worry that one time they had sex, she got pregnant. I think it was two, but yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I was so pissed off. I was like, not only are the characters not talking for the entire end of the book, not just separated, like actively giving each other the silent treatment, but she's knocked up. I will say the gesture he made to make it up for her was cute, yeah. but like I was so pissed off reading the whole thing that I didn't care. Yeah. I I did not find it as frustrating as you. I didn't love it. But I it didn't like ruin the book for me. Um her weight issues kind of ruined the book for me. Yeah. This was just a like Okay, cool. So you had a chance to like show her being a secure, different person. And instead we're focused on this misunderstanding and they choose to deal with that misunderstanding by not talking for months while she is pregnant and hiding it from him. Yeah. It's very mature. Yeah. It's, that's the perfect way to put it. (laughs) Thanks. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't know. If you if you are interested in this series, the, there's a lot of good in this book. It is very funny. It's it's really I mean, we talk about being over the top and charming, and there's a lot of that in this book. The dialogue is really good. They have a lot of nice banter. I, I mean, I like the subsequent ones so much that I think and I do think you have to read it. This yeah. is not a series where I'd recommend skipping the early books to get to the better later books. But I definitely think there was some things that surprised me about this one in a bad way. So just, like, be prepared. Yeah, be prepared. For a lot of weight comments and a third act breakup. But they're married. I mean, yeah. <laughs> third act breakup while they're married. Gotta, gotta love historical, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We'd love it if you would rate, review, subscribe, and check us out around the internet, anywhere you can find plot trists.